0: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison lazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
2: They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Stay
3: tuned for Evelyn, Daniel McGinty, and Tom Cotter. Love talking about joy in living a blessed life the Jesus way.
4: Thank you, John. It is great to be here in the CDO at KTXW. Texas uh, Today's Christian Talk at 1120, and we're called The Bridge, and we're here to build bridges of love and understanding and mercy and and service to one another, and, and especially to build the bridges of love and leadership. We have a special program today, John, with um, our good friends uh, from First Baptist Church in uh, Pflugerville, Texas, and we have uh, Daniel uh, McGill. Like Inti, I'm going to get his name right. Uh, We are so thrilled to be able to talk today about um, the the Jesus way, the blessed joyful life. And Daniel, I'm not even going to say your last name anymore because I still can't get it right. Welcome.
5: Well, thank you, Evelyn. It's great to be here again. I love getting to spend some time with you and share what God's doing in our lives and what he's doing here.
4: Well, you know, it's, um, we always start out with uh, a thought for the day, and our thought today comes from Nehemiah. What does it say?
5: Well, Nehemiah 8.10 is just a great passage where God sends his children on a joy journey. He tells them this, Go home and prepare a feast, holiday food and drink, and share it with those who don't have anything. This day is holy to God. Don't feel bad. The joy of God is your strength.
4: You know the the joy of the Lord is our strength, and I'm old. You know how old I am. I couldn't tell. You can't. You sure fooled me. Okay, Lord, forgive him. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know one of the things that's so exciting me is we start a new year, and is a, this is our first program today in mm. uh, for the new year. We're pre taping it so that we can have the day off, but um, it. It is so exciting to think that at the beginning of every year the Lord has a plan already written out for us and and here he says, you know, celebrate. That's the thing he's saying, celebrate every day. Thou and, shalt party in my name, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about joy and hope and this re- my, this scripture does remind us to do that. And so let's um let's let's talk a little bit today about uh the worship person that we've got in the studio with us. I know he's your bud, and he's been mine a long time. Would you introduce our guest?
5: Tom Cotter works just down the hall from me at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville, and I've only been there about seven, eight months now, but Tom's been there, what, eight years? Eleven. Eleven years. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Tom is one of those rare worship pastors who is equal parts intellectual <clears throat> and equal parts passionate, and he just always amazes me with the thoughts that he brings to the table, yet— he leads with such passionate worship of our Lord and Savior, and I just think that balance is just really, really cool. And I've really enjoyed getting to collaborate with him as a creative person. He's just been um, hes a real good giver and taker when it comes to um, coming up with good ideas. So Tom Cotter.
6: Welcome. Welcome. Oh, wow. Thank you. I think it's good to be back.
5: It's
4: good to see you. Well, guys both. it's always good to see you. I don't always get a hug on Sunday, but um, yes, yeah, I do pray for you a lot, Tom, because well, I know that you, you have an important business. as so you minister to young adults, and then you, uh, the worship leader for what eleven o'clock? Right. Eleven hour? o'clock hour, eleven to about twelve thirty, uh, every Sunday. We're
6: our contemporary service. Um, we have a band, um, and with Daniel McGinty here with his help. Um, doing lots of videos and media and uh, just trying to do everything we can to reach people, um, to worship and to, to point people
4: to Christ. And to, and to serve each other. You know, that's the mm-hmm. thing about First Baptist, too, Girl that just thrills my soul, is it is a mm-hmm. serving community uh, with lots of ministries that, you know, I call them the yellow hats that go out. and Right. Uh, and we do Operation uh, Christmas Child. Mm-hmm. There's just so many wonderful things going there. But you also uh, are an hmm, artist. You have One Mile. Tell us a little bit about One Mile. Sure.
6: Uh, our, our worship band, um, we do we, – it's funny you mentioned service. It's not only just serving in worship on Sunday mornings, um, but we go out and we're, we're involved in the community. We do things like fill backpacks uh, of food for kids at, in the, the Fleurville ISD to feed them over the weekends. Um, we do things like uh, go out to the park. Father's Day, we all met out uh, that Sunday or that Sunday afternoon, cooked hamburgers and hot dogs and mm-hmm. gave away for free, gave away you know burgers and dogs and drinks and chips, uh, three hundred and some odd, three hundred fifty or so, uh, just to try to be uh, good stewards, just to try to serve and love our community. Um, a bunch of our team this Sunday because. We were we were off this Sunday with the big mm-hmm. Christmas yes. stuff happening. So some of our about half of our team went to church under the bridge and served breakfast oh. and served lunch and uh, took towels and socks and mm. and supplies and that kind of thing. And so they're, man, they're just they're great to uh, to serve with. Uh, but we, they
4: sing beautifully too.
6: Well, thank you. They do. They they're talented. They're really talented. They love Jesus. They um, yeah, and it's not just about. We talk a lot. It's not about being on a stage. It's not about the lights and uh-huh. being in front of a microphone. Um, it's about pointing people to Christ, whether it's Sunday morning at 11 or Saturday afternoon or Tuesday evening. Uh, that's that's what we're called to do no
4: matter what position we're in. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> next year, uh, not next year, but 2016, we were pre-taping uh-huh. this uh, New Year's Eve program. Um. I'm going to be 85 years old, and we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of National Day of Prayer. Wow! And then add to that, Mm. Franklin Graham is coming to town, and I'm going to be helping him. Right. But Van has decided when I when I was 75, uh, the governor issued a proclamation honoring my birthday, and Van got so excited, my husband. And so he planned a birthday party for us, and we were going to have about 30 couples. Mm-hmm. You know, that was about what we could take care of at our house mm-hmm. at that time. And it ended up, we had over 350 people. Good Whoa. Night. Yeah. Uh, and he paid for that. But it, in the last, that was when I was 75, in the last 10 mm-hmm. years, I've mm-hmm. developed some friends like Chick-fil-A people, uh, Dallas Hendricks at Popeye Chicken, right. Uh, right. Robert Deboy, and... Ken Skiller at Rudy's, mm-hmm. and Smokey Moe at uh, Maurice. And so they uh, one of them will provide the food free. So we're going to make it a big party and make it a benefit for a national day of prayer. And so I'd like for One Mile to come and be our music. Well, would you we pray would be, about that?
6: Absolutely. We would be honored to. I know you and all I mean. do
4: a lot of wonderful things, and I just, uh, I would really, do you think that'd be neat?
5: I think it'd be great.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. Not sure what the date will be, but we should do that as soon as we get our date for the Franklin Graham thing. Well, you know, Tom, uh, I want to ask you a real personal (coughs) question. How has the Lord worked joy into your life? You know, uh, it's funny. um,
6: To give you a little bit of a backstory. my grandfather, my biological grandfather, Mm -hmm. uh, suffered with depression. Uh, He committed suicide. He was an artist. He was a commercial artist and, and... you know, those of us who have a creative kind of bent, um, we are really emotional and real passionate and real dispassionate. Um, so through the years, um, God has really blessed me. He's brought me in some real practical ways. He's brought me Heather. You know my wife. You know uh, my wife and my kids. And our family has been such a... A, a respite, such a refuge, such mm-hmm. a shelter uh, for things. In fact, I was talking to Heather this morning. We were getting kids ready out the door, and it's we kind of have that rush hour between six thirty and seven thirty of mm-hmm. scramble. Oh yeah. And, uh,
4: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, so
6: uh, Heather asked me this morning. I was headed. Up, we were all headed different directions, and she said, uh, she said, "So what are you and Evelyn and Daniel going to talk about this morning?" And I said, well, "We're talking about joy." And Michaela, I have a daughter, our youngest, who has mm-hmm. just turned six, and she looked up. Uh, she was picking up her lunchbox and her backpack, and she looked up, and she said, I've got the joy, 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 hi, joy hi, down, hi, down hi. in my heart. <laughs> and oh, I, I love it. And I thought, you know, as, as a songwriter, as an artist kind of guy, um, that song was written in the early 1920s. Hmm. And yet generations and generations of people have sung it. Um, we've clapped to it. Everybody knows the the words or a version of it. Um, but it's based on Scripture. It's based, you know, we're just coming out of the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And the angel, when the angel spoke, the angel said, um, Behold, I bring you good news of great oh, joy. joy. Um, and so that's kind of been the foundation um, that God's just really, He's really blessed me with. And so it's, the good thing about it is I have, a, I have a wife and I have children. I have a church family that we were talking about. Um, and our, our whole mission is to, to make Jesus famous, to make him known and to know him. Um, and there's, there's joy in that. There's lots and lots of joy in that.
4: You know, that is uh, interesting because uh, so often we look at church uh, and ministry as correction. Hmm. Uh, instead of direction. Oh, yeah. All right. When we come back, uh, let's talk about what it really means to uh, give personal examples of a joy filled life for each one of us as we hmm. think about a year that we make new reservations and talk about the things that we want, that we expect God to do for us. Let's take our break, John. We'll be back with Love Talk with um, Tom and Daniel right after this.
0: road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison salazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
3: or com. Stay tuned for Evelyn, Daniel McGinty, and Tom Cotter. Love talking about joy and living a blessed life the Jesus way.
5: Well, hi. This is Daniel McGinty. I'm co-hosting today with the amazing Evelyn Davis and we're talking about joy and it's got to be more than just talk. We've got to live it out. We've got to cultivate it. And we're looking forward to a new year, 2016, and what it brings. And uh, we we live in a a crazy world, a beautiful world, but a crazy one, where 4.5 billion people are without hope and joy. And those of us who do have joy, we're really incredibly blessed. We're just blessed beyond measure. And uh, we have Tom here, Tom Cotter, who's the worship pastor of the band Second Mile at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. And he works with young adults at FPC, or First Baptist Pflugerville. Um, Tom, give us sort of a personal picture of a joy-filled living. How do you cultivate that?
6: Well, you know, Daniel, it's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, when we talk about joy, you've we, got to remember that joy is not an emotion that can mm-hmm. be fabricated. We can't fake our way through it. No fake smiles, right? <laughs> right. right yeah, exactly. No fake smiles. Um, you know, I'm kind of a word nerd. Um, and the word enjoy E-N-J-O-Y, uh, means to ha- find joy in something hmm. but when you take the prefix en out of that you're left with joy and joy is not it's not based on circumstance it's not based on it's not dependent on uh, good times or bad times or rough spots in your family or if, hmm. if your budget and your bank accounts full and your waistline is skinny um, <laughs> it's not I love that you know it's not uh it, it's not that it's it's Joy is possible because we have security in the Lord, because mm-hmm. we're secure in Christ, uh, because he's redeemed us. Um, it, it comes when when I have direction in my life. I, I've spent time with God, and I, I have a sense of his call. have a sense of knowing where he's going um, or where I need to go or just the fact that maybe I don't know where he's going, but yeah. I, I trust him. Um, have you ever seen
5: the movie Inside Out? Yes. So what uh what's your take on that and sort of the correlation that movie paints between joy and sadness? Oh wow.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I just unpack that. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good luck with that. That's one of our kids' favorite movies. Um you know, it's funny the uh we also have the Wii game uh, the uh uh Disney Infinity game mm. of that. And so we have joy and we have sadness, we have anger, the little red guy that's you know, he's all wound up. Um, there, there is always that, seems to be that correlation, that interplay between joy and sadness. And joy, mm-hmm. sadness will go over and, and, uh, what is it? Those little. Memories. Memories. Or something. Yeah. The yeah. little brown mm-hmm. spherical, yeah, memories, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that they kind of tangle with. Um, so yeah, I need to go back and watch that. I need to go back and, and think of it in those terms, of that interplay. What well, it's you, kind of,
5: I think the, the interplay there is really kind of interesting because you think, okay, we can't really understand grace. unless we understand how sinful we are, right? Right. Right. Uh, In the same way, we can't really understand joy unless we understand sadness. We can't understand the lack thereof, that vacuum, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, sometimes joy comes from sadness. And you think about uh, the best scriptural references to that. I I always see, you know, the Apostle Paul singing hymns in the prison.
7: Yes.
6: You know? Sharing in the suffering of Christ, and that's joy, you know. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I um, was reading last week Ephesians 5. Uh, Ephesians 5, beginning at 18, it, there's a, a passage that a lot of people know, it's familiar. It starts off and says, uh, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay? But then what, it, what we kind of forget is it goes on to say, you think, how am I filled with the Spirit? How am I filled with joy? Well, verse 19 says, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and Mm -hmm. spiritual songs, singing Mm -hmm. and making melody in your heart to the Lord, and giving thanks. Um, That attitude of gratitude, right? Mm. Um, So when we, as a worship guy, um, when we talk about joy, there's, at least in my, the way I see it, there's at least two facets of it. One is right relationships with each other. Hmm. You know, we do a lot of, as, as family minister, we do a lot of movie nights and fellowships and small group things where we try to do life together. Hmm. You know, not just meeting on Sundays and Bible studies, um, but to go outside that. We we want to have right relationships with our, our neighbors and our neighborhoods hmm. and our communities. Um, it's kind of like the scripture you mentioned earlier. Um, what was it, Nehemiah? Eight. Eight, ten, yeah. Go home, prepare a feast, holiday food and drink, and share it with those who don't have anything. Mm
5: -hmm. Um,
6: That's just a good picture of community, which we're built, we're wired for relationship. We really are. Um, So there's that aspect of it. Then there's the aspect of the worship part of it, of singing. When we get together and sing on Sundays or on Wednesdays or on Friday nights at somebody's house, um, there's this sense of corporate speaking to each other. These songs and these truths, uh, which on a personal level rises up and, and emboldens you mm-hmm. in your faith, so uh, it has a it's just man, it just has a huge impact. And like you said, it's not faking it. Yeah,
5: it's easier just to fake it. And especially as pastors, we there's a tendency to want to like okay, I've got to put on my pastor smile. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to some degree, we have <clears> to be mindful of how we're projecting. You know. Um, to love when we don't feel like loving to be patient when we don't feel like pa- being patient um but we also need to find that balance of being
6: genuine absolutely you know it, it's it, that's true i think church can be a great place to lie
4: mm. um
6: i think sometimes we get caught in the in the trap of hey how are you doing this morning fine good how are you fine good good good, good. good. everything's good <laughs> Um, when it's not, it, we've all been there. Um, you pull up in the parking lot and you're screaming at your kids and their hair's messed <laughs> up and everybody's fighting at each other and you set, you open the door and step out and it's, oh, how are you doing? Good morning. Bless you. God's great. And, oh, man. And, uh, so true. You know, it, it, it is. It, it, well, we, that's
4: family living. <clears throat> that is. That's it, reality. It changes every 10 years. It's from one, <laughs> one level to the next level. What about you, Daniel? Uh, you are a minister to college and mm-hmm. singles, and they don't have anybody probably close to them to love them and fill them with joy. What is, what is your experience as you look at them in their lives?
5: Well, you know, I look back at before I was married, uh, I was a part of a singles ministry. And I remember it was so important for me because I didn't have any family in town. And so and mm-hmm. many of the singles in the same were sort of in the same boat, so we were family to each other and uh and I just think that's so beautiful because you know we talk about the family of Christ you know come and join our family and really as as a church we want people to feel like family when they come to visit us they feel at home that they're sitting in our living room and that they're loved and accepted no matter who they are and that's you know that's a tall order you know that's not something we're going to do perfectly but that's really that's our heart and that's what we really aim for and in the singles ministry my goal has really been to make a sense of family, a sense of belonging that, hey, we can follow Christ together. We can lean on each other. We can be different, vastly different. I mean, a singles ministry is so diverse. I mean, I have people in their early 20s all up through their 50s and 60s. And so, uh, and the college ministry is a little more homogeneous, um, and it's we do it seasonally over the summer. But, you know, they, they want to feel connected to family and their church family, and that's you know, like Tom said, it's it's all about relationships. We cannot follow Christ in mm-hmm. a vacuum. We need to follow him together. And yep. that's what fellowship is. It's carrying each other's loads. It is, hey, I can do this, but I'm really poor at this. I need you to help me in this way. And we each sort of carry our own loads. And this sort of sense of sharing, this deep, profound sharing,
4: that's what family is about. Right. Well, Tom, you know, when we look at um, family life today, and you have... How old are your children now? Tell me so I can remember.
6: Mine, uh, well, our oldest, uh, Darian, will turn 15 Whoosh. the day after Christmas. Yes. Um, our middle is 12, and Michaela is 6. Mm-hmm. So we have one in, one in high school, one in middle school, and one in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: we, it, it, they're a beautiful family. And, and I know that, you know, you are like all of us. It's every day you have to stretch a little bit more. You mm-hmm. know, we're living in a time today when I do believe, uh, Tom, that the foundation of our nation is shaken.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, yeah. And I believe with all my heart the only rope of hope we have is Jesus Christ. And hope and joy roll just bound together, let's talk about the difference between how we typically use the word hope and how the Bible uses it
6: sure, I, I think that's great. you know a lot of times we use the word hope and what we really mean is we wish mm-hmm. you know we feel like well we 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 hope this is going to happen we hope that my waistline will get skinny this year <laughs> by doing absolutely nothing. By, right, <laughs> lots of no, ice cream. <laughs> That's right. Ice that. cream diet, not the grapefruit diet. <laughs> you know, but in the Bible, uh, it, it's actually an anchor for belief. Um, there's this great historical event that always points to the cross, which mm-hmm. is our hope, which is the center of of our faith. Romans 15 says, "May the God of hope fill you with all." Joy. Mm-hmm. There it is. Um, so those two things are always always seem to be married, and the fact that that the scripture talks about God as a God of hope. That's his character. That's who he is. That's mm. that's we define things by other things, and so when you think of the way God is defined, has defined himself, it's with hope. Mm. Um, and, and all that that
5: hope that he's defined himself in is always rooted in an actual event. You know, right. it, it, you know yeah. the the yeah. picture of hope, the anchor of hope we have is the cross. Mm-hmm. And whenever Paul reminds them of the suffering, they're enduring, listen, just like that was a historical event, Jesus' second coming is a historical event that is yet to come. That is a hope
6: that we can be anchored by. This is worth enduring. And don't you think that without hope we perish? Yeah. Don't yeah. you think that without hope we...
4: Well, the scripture says hope deferred makes you sick. Mm. That's right. Hope deferred. If you just continue... To put off hope that, and we're not talking about the hope in Christ. We're talking about the hope that you'll do better today than you did yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or you won't repeat the same patterns of living that we repeat. <clears throat> so, so it is important for us to keep in mind that, you know, sometimes uh, our joy level is lower than our hope level.
6: Sure. Yeah. And
4: then sometimes our hope level is a lot higher than our joy level. Right. So, but those two things are bed partners.
6: Yeah.
5: They really are. You know, when yeah. we think about hope being deferred, I'm reminded of when I went hiking with my dad in the wilderness when I was nine years old. He took me backpacking for three days. We went up this huge volcano, and it was shrouded in fog. And we kept seeing, okay, now we're at the top. Uh, no, we're not. And we kept going. And then, now we're at the top. No, no, no. We're not. You know, keep yeah. thinking, okay, well, I'm going to get there. I'm going to arrive. And you, you just don't get there. You get really discouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, now the end's going to come. No, it just, it just got worse. You know, um, and so I think we have to keep pressing forward, but we can't keep pressing forward alone.
4: Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the Lord doesn't give us a vision of where we're going. You know, we, hmm. we operate by passion hmm. and principle and promises. He says, if you do this, and that's the thesis for my new book. If you do this, then right. I will do this.
6: Right. Hmm.
4: He says it in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. And in 1 John 1, 9, in the paraphrase, Mm -hmm. and it says, if you confess your sins, I promise you, I will forgive you and cleanse you. And, you know, cleansing is the thing that helps our joy level come up. Yeah, that's right. You know, when we know that that it's taken care of, don't go back and visit that dark hole anymore Mm, in the area of depression or unrealistic expectations when we feel like we just didn't get what we deserved. And we all have those thoughts. But when we place those on the Lord Jesus, he takes those and uses them in a very powerful way in our life to show us how active he is, how powerful he really is. It is close for us. Take our uh, break, Daniel. I want us when we come back to talk about uh, what do you do when you get in that hole of depression or you get in that hole of need? Mm -hmm. Just just Mm -hmm. if you need something desperate. Well, Tom,
5: you're going to be the one answering that question.
4: Yeah. I remember uh, twice in our life we got flooded at the lake. For years we had a big house, four-level house at the lake. And uh, it. the first time it flooded, it was an accident. The second time it was because they didn't do what they should have done. Hmm. And it was such a – it. we moved in a pontoon boat both times. And wow. it was a struggle to hope that that would never happen again. And, you know, but we had to just believe, the Lord, that he would take care of us, even if it did. And that's kind of the way tornadoes are or problems with your children. Uh, when, it, when we get in trouble, <clears throat> we're going to talk about how it is when our le- level of hope and joy fall down below God's standard. What is it that you do, Tom, right after this? Stay with us. This is Evelyn from Love Talk inviting you to join us at the bridge in shipping God's love in a shoebox around the world. Operation Christmas Child has delivered shoeboxes filled with love to more than 124 million children. You can share the good news of Jesus by packing gift-filled shoeboxes. For information, call Awana at 512-990-2600 or the bridge at 512-349-5899.
3: Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for Landscaping than Tim Smith five one two eight four eight zero six five nine or five one two two five eight zero zero nine three or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
2: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than forty years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334 7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334 7300.
3: Stay tuned for Evelyn, Daniel McGinty, and Tom Cotter. Love talking about joy in living a blessed life the Jesus way.
5: All right. Well, I'm Daniel McGinty. I'm here with Evelyn Davis and Tom Cotter, the worship pastor at First Baptist Church. Pflugerville is here with us today, and we've been talking about joy. And, Tom, I want to ask you, man, what do you do when you're not joyful? What do you do when you don't feel at peace, when that anxiety is just kind of – we've all been there. Anxiety just sort of reaches a level where
6: you say, you know what? Ah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's – it's. uh It's interesting because I think you're right. I think we've all been there. We all – it's part of the human condition. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a a great professor um, at East Texas Baptist named Dr. Brooks, and he always said that his favorite uh, scripture verse was, and it came to pass. (laughs)
4: It's
6: done. Because it didn't come to stay, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's that's always stuck with me. Um, You you always have to remember that – that when you don't have hope when you you you're, you don't have your hope tank i guess uh filled up you're not joyful hmm. um, the bible commands us to be joyful uh the bible commands us to be to rejoice in the lord and to be joyful always and there are times when that's tough to do so sometimes i feel like seeking joy can feel a little bit self-centered it hmm. feels like Absolutely. it can be uh, more self-serving, <clears throat> but uh, it's not. Uh, our joy is really for God's glory. When we're joyful, when we are are experiencing that, and I'm in those relationships with my neighbors and my friends and my community and uh, people at Jack in the Box or wherever, <laughs> that's that always gives. Yeah, that always gives glory to God. That's that's always something that gives glory to Him. Uh, Psalm sixty-three. One says, oh, God, you are my God. Uh, There's a song about that, I think, that we sing sometimes. Uh, It says, earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Mm. And sometimes when you're struggling to be joyful, it feels like a thirst. Uh, It feels like you're thirsty in a dry land where there's no water. Um, But pursuing joy and glorifying God are not really in conflict with each other. Uh, pursuing joy is, in God is very different from, like we were talking about, from just enjoying wow. His gifts. Okay.
4: You
6: know? um, and the Bible commands us to to have joy. So uh, I have to remind myself. I have to pray. I have to be sure that I'm I'm spending time and being nourished mm. by Him. I think sometimes when I'm not joyful, it's because I'm spiritually thirsty. I, yeah. I haven't been. I haven't had time with him. It's just like my wife. When my wife and I aren't seeing eye to eye, generally it's because we haven't spent time together. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're, we're not experiencing that intimate relationship, uh, that communication, that communion, that, uh, that time alone with God independently and together, praying together or reading Scripture together or worshiping together. So, so it's you, like kind of the same thing.
5: So you're saying the more we cultivate our relationship with Christ,
6: the more we really cultivate joy in our own lives. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's like some of the scriptures, Evelyn, that you were sharing earlier. God says, "If you will do this, I will do that." There's always mm-hmm. a cause and effect uh, because we are relational. I think that's I think that's a true. You know, so when you
4: think about that, uh, we have a perfect guide for doing that. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. just kind of tops us, tips us every once in a while and says, "Wake up, Evelyn! You know mm-hmm. this. You don't get everything you want." Or wake up, Evelyn. You need <laughs> to be a little bit more considerate of of what Van's schedule is instead of my wanting him to fit mine. But, you know, uh, we've been talking about Christians. I want us to talk just a few minutes. There are 4.5 billion people who are living without hope uh, that um, Jesus Christ uh, is the answer to the issues of life. And Jesus gave us a very specific uh, commission. Uh, In Matthew, he talks about to, some, to a large extent. And basically, co-mission means, co- means together. Mm-hmm. And mission means the life that we have, the calling on our life. And in marriage, you know, that's, we, we see that a lot. But we don't see it often when we're trying to um, mold a relationship with people who don't think and believe the way we do. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's hard to yeah. be joyful when you see some of the things that are happening in our nation today. Uh, but let's review just a few minutes. What we are really called to do about that person out there in your love field mm-hmm. that um, is not a Christian, is not a believer, does not hold on to the rope of hope. What What is it that we are called to do in that regard?
6: Well, you know, we're, we're called to love them um, above all. We, we've, we, we have been called as believers to love in a big way, um, to love very boldly. In mm. fact, uh, there's some <laughs> there's some ways that we as a as a church, way as, as we as Christians, <clears throat> need to uh, really unashamedly. You know, it's it's funny. Um, in the early church, uh, around the time the Book of Acts was written, the church grew. Um, the, the number of believers, the number of Christ follower, followers exploded, mm. and it was because they, they had this, this element that they shared everything. Everything was in common. Um, all of their belongings were shared. All of their, they, they shared mealtimes. They ministered to each other. They gave to each other. All of these things they did, they did out of love, and that was, has always been the primary evangelistic outreach method is love one another Hmm. Um, jesus says that they will know your mind by the love you have one for another Hmm. so uh, it's easy to sit in judgment of people who don't know christ it's easy to to condemn people Um, it can be very difficult to love people we know last um
5: last sunday um i believe sarah uh I can't remember her last Kemenuka. name. Yeah, Kimanuka. She came and shared about her Rafiki African ministries where they rescue these children and have built an orphanage and they're taking care of them. And it's just an amazing ministry. And they're in an the area of Africa where there are a lot of Muslims. And they'll have uh, kids who come from a Muslim home. And people will say, You know, your God loves. Yeah. Your God loves. My, the God that I knew that doesn't love like you do. And just, that, is, that is the real deal, folks. That is the real deal. They're rescuing them and taking them out of horrible circumstances, not just poverty, but like abuse and just wartime stuff and physical things that we can't imagine that we could ever deal with. And they see that real love. They're going to want to hear the the real truth of who Jesus is.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, John, uh, 1 John 3.16 says, we know love this way, that he, Christ laid down his life. Yeah. For us, Um, there's Hmm. love covers a multitude of sins. I mean, we could go Mm -hmm. on and on and on about people in my community that don't believe, uh, don't have the same convictions, um, maybe are even, you know, they're they're hateful or Mm -hmm. uh, anti God um, or anything spiritual. But my job is to plant the seed. My job is to love them. Uh, to water that, to nurture that, and leave the growth, leave the fruit up to God.
4: You know, it is uh, interesting that uh, we use that analogy because that's kind of where we live in right now, Tom. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the weeks to come, we're going to talk about the essentials for living a life uh, like Jesus. And that life is the way, the truth, and his life. And in every phrase of that, the thesis is the word Jesus Christ. Jesus mm. gave us a co mission. Co means to cooperate. Mission means a job. And that is basically I have outlined it three ways. First of all, get up. Don't mm. let you know the world bear, you know, wear you down. Don't let them rob you of your hope and your joy. Get up, then get out. <laughs> you know, it's so easy to just say home. That's good. And and just forget about it, mm-hmm. or even go to church on Sunday, and then on Monday just say, you know, to hell with everybody else. And we have that attitude sometimes. Right. Literally, right. Said, get up, right? Get up, Like, get up, get out. It's, and we unfortunately we've got that mindset for those that are of the Islamic faith. And there are major revivals going on in our mm-hmm. in our world today. With mm-hmm. up in the Dallas Fort Worth area, <laughs> with Tom Doyle and some of the mm-hmm. ministry that he has. In July of last year, not this year, last year, they had more than 3,000 young black Hispanic uh, Hispanic Islamic men come to know the Lord of Jesus Christ. Wow. And it came because they were this group of believers that believe what we're talking about today. Hmm. We've got to share that. He said, get up, get out, and go tell. Hmm. You know, quit being bashful about saying, bless the Lord, O my soul. You know, we... We have got to get a voice that represents what it is that Jesus is saying to us. And so one of the ways we do that is getting up and getting out. But the other is the importance of worship, bringing people back to God's house or into God's house. Mm -hmm. And that is the sanctuary. That is the church. And there are many levels of that. But there needs to be that point where we make that commitment. And we want to talk about that when we come out for just a few minutes, right after we take our break. Let's take our break, John, and we'll be right back with Love Talk with um, Tom and Daniel right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing
7: about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
8: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as in town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. Daniel O'Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville, and come see us.
2: Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think Marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more. That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com. ThinkMarketingTexas.com. Stay tuned for Evelyn, Daniel McGinty, and Tom
3: Cotter. Love talking about joy and living a blessed life the Jesus way.
5: Okay, well, welcome back to Love Talk. This is Daniel and Evelyn Davis Mm -hmm. here. And uh Tom Cotter, the worship pastor at first Baptist Church Pflugerville is hanging out with us talking about joy and what that means in the new year. But Tom is the worship pastor, so we gotta ask you a worship question. It All seems right. sort of natural, right? So right.
6: unpack this. What <clears throat> is worship? Gosh, Daniel, that's a big uh long conversation, but the two minutes. That's right. Well the, the short version is there's a lot of a lot of definitions. Everybody has a definition of worship. The the word worship, of course. Um, actually means worship. ship mm-hmm. um, It describes worth to something. Um, Louis Giglio, who has been – I've followed his ministry for years yeah. and years. Um, Louis says that uh, worship is turning your heart's affection and your mind's attention to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's especially crucial in the singing that we do at church when mm-hmm. you think about worship. You know, personally, uh, worship honors God. We're commanded to do that in Scripture. Um, it it strengthens our faith because it it shores up our faith. It reinforces us. It brings us into communion with God. It's it's again it's that relationship uh, that's so crucial, you know. But it also teaches us theology, just like mm-hmm. any other kind of music. There's good worship music. There's bad worship music. Uh, good worship, theologically correct, sound worship. Like some some new stuff that we have. Some old hymns that we still mm-hmm. sing. Uh, teach us theology about who God is. Mm-hmm. So when we we've been talking about joy this morning, when we don't have joy, when we're running low on hope, um, we always can go back to those things. It's amazing how I can't remember what I had for breakfast three days ago. I can't <laughs> remember. You know, I couldn't. I had to had to Google. I had to have Siri help me get to the station this morning because I hadn't been here in a while <laughs> and I forgot. Okay, where's exactly? There's so much construction going mm-hmm. on, and where do I turn? But I can recall the lyrics to a song in a heartbeat. Mm. Um, there's something about the way that we're created that God has used music, um, and Satan has perverted music. Yeah, that worship is such a powerful, integral thing to our faith. We yeah. just we can't. It's it's breath to us.
5: It is. You know, Jimi Hendrix, and you may know this quote. He said, "You know, I can get you to believe anything I want you to believe with the right melody, and the right key, and the right notes." Yeah, music yeah. bypasses our our minds in many ways, so our hearts, but Christ said, you know, there'll come a day where my followers <clears throat> will worship me in both zeal and knowledge. Right. You know, it's yeah. just so
6: key to have that balance you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, uh, the Beatles even, even made a comment kind of along those same lines of, of uh, we don't have to, to change your laws. If we can get you to sing our songs, mm-hmm. we, can, we can control the culture. Um, right. We can influence a, a generation. The power of a jingle, Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, and that's could, why worship is so so important.
4: You know, worship, uh, apart from the melody, and that's what it is, the melody of our heart, mm-hmm. uh, is part of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we humble ourselves before the Lord and we pro- the prostrate ourselves before Him, right. Lord. We lay it on the line with the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> we don't mess around the bush. Uh, that's part. And then, of course, study. You know, just in a personal, everyday challenge. To take in what it is that God has to say to me, instead mm-hmm. of just constantly pulling it from the way I live or from my community or whatever. And worship really involves three things that remind, It involves the the mind. It's called the heart, the mind, the will, and emotions. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. born a trichotomous being, yeah, three part person. And Adam and Eve mm, divided them. Mm. And we only become a three-part person when the power of God's Holy Spirit comes back into our life in a way that we have new life in Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we work out our worship with our hands. You know, as you said, all of those young people, those couples, what they do in Pflugerville and Round Rock to help people that are in need. Um, with our knees, when we bow before the Lord and we on our feet, when we go where it is that God tells us to go. And so... In all of this, we've got to stand up, and that's what Psalm 100 Mm. says. It says, stand up on your feet now. Applaud God, for God is God. Mm. And we know that is in his courts with praise and thanksgiving, but that's Evelyn's translation. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But let's let's look at eternity in regard to hope and joy. The average 150 people slip in eternity every day, Tom. Mm. Uh, The majority of them aren't prepared to stand before God. They don't know his son, Jesus Christ, who died to rescue them, you know, rescue us from sin. Let's talk about how God is working and blessing. What are some of the things that that you and Daniel are doing at First Baptist Church in Pflugerville to bless people and help them walk in a way that would uh, allow God to bless them?
6: oh wow! yeah you know there's we we are so blessed uh we're so grateful, thankful you know to have a church body that does a million different ministries It tries to be the hands and feet of mm-hmm. Christ, um, those yellow hats that you mentioned earlier, yes. every time there's a disaster, every time there's a flood or a fire or um, a bombing or any of those things and those those men and women deploy and they suit up and they take equipment and um, water trucks and trailers with washing well, machines. The Washington recent floods students. that we
5: had—they uh, yeah, served over three thousand meals or something like that, yeah. or maybe yeah. maybe even thirty thousand. I I gotta get my numbers straight it, but it was a
6: lot. Right? Yeah. And you know, you think about those people in need, immediate need like that, where you've been you've been through a flood. Yeah. And you, you know, there's no there's no electricity, there's no air conditioning, mm-hmm. there's nothing, and all of a sudden these people descend, just just to help, just to serve, just to bring resources. Mm-hmm. Um, we do things like backpacks, where we have so many kids in, in Pflugerville ISD that uh, are on free and reduced lunches, and so they eat it at school during yeah. the week, but on the weekends they may not eat at all. Mm-hmm. So we fill backpacks full of food each Friday and send them with that the is food amazing. to eat. Uh, there are people who do school supplies. There are... Uh, we have men and women in our church who own businesses, mm-hmm. whether they're mechanics or windshield repair or whatever, and they they do free uh, brake jobs for yes. single moms, or oil changes, or mm. um, we have we have a, a uh, Acts Six ministry group of our deacons who go out and um, a lot of widowed women mm-hmm. who need home repair, stairs mm-hmm. built, or wheelchair ramps made, or plumbing issues that are going on. They go out and they, they fix it hmm. uh, for free.
4: You know, Tom, one of the things that that I have uh, done for years is work with our chaplains at Camp Mabry. Hmm. And uh, our chaplains there are being uh, diminished uh, to a degree uh, by Um, you know, reduction in in available funds to do things. Mm -hmm. And just before Christmas, I got a phone call from the chaplain administrator. He said, Ellen, I need help. I need help today. And I said, okay, what do you need? He said, I need somebody to help me put up Christmas trees and hang the lights. And I said, I'll make a call. Well, I called Mike, our administrator, and he sent people over there. You know, just people are waiting to be used of God. But you know, that's Christians. When we look at our world today, of those that are just sinking in desperation, we have from uh, from an Old Testament scripture, Lamentations three twenty-eight through forty-eight. I want us to run through that really, really quickly. And this is what the Word says: some instructions for us to live, how our life, live out a life when it's heavy and hard. Uh, when life is heavy and I'm sorry, when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself. Enter the silence, bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear, don't run from trouble, take it full face. The worst is never the worst.
5: Why? 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 Well, I love this message translation, by the way, or paraphrase. It really helps us think about things in a different way. It continues, it says, because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. This is the why. If he works severely, he also works tenderly. His stockpiles of loyal love are immense. He takes no pleasure in making life hard and throwing roadblocks in the way.
6: Wow. You know, verse 40 to 42, God speaks both good things and hard things into being. He says, let's take a good look at the way we're living and reorder our lives under God. Let's lift our hearts and hands at one and the same time. And then praying to God in heaven. You know, we've been contrary and willful and you haven't forgiven. It, you know, forgive us, Lord. Guide us and empower yeah. us. We have to stand. Scripture says we stand, kneel in awe of you.
4: There's a scripture about that uh, that is so powerful. We stand in awe of you, God, and mm-hmm. what you do. Uh, we never close love talk without giving that person out there that, that's listening to us. Maybe that's pushed that holy Scanner on their car And picked up this program today, Tom Yeah. Uh, there is one thing That's necessary to be a Christian What is that?
6: Well, you know, it's real simple uh, We talk about it quite a bit That, that uh, you have to admit Your sin um, Confess your sin uh, Turn from your sin Ask God to forgive you, to mm-hmm. cleanse you um, The Bible says that He's faithful and just And will forgive and, and cleanse us of all our sin um, He didn't make it difficult because We're not that smart, mm-hmm.
4: you know it is interesting for us because we have phone calls, and I want people who are in need who are uh, you know have lost their hope they don 't have a rope of hope. Tom, give us uh your the number of where they could reach you at your office or if however you want to give it
6: sure sure they the number you can reach is five one two two <laughs> 251 I'm sorry. 251 512
4: 2513052. Maybe five two. We've use cell phones a
6: lot. That's right. That's <laughs> we don't right. remember numbers anymore. No, we don't. What's that number again, Tom? It's, yeah, it's 512 Um you can google us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all those places um as well. So we would love to have that conversation. And Tom talks about our
5: social media at the church. We got a lot of great things for you to Kind of connect to not just us as a church, but just to be enriched your in your own life. We put out these one minute walk back videos. They're only one minute, and uh, we put one a new one out every week. So if you Google one minute walk back video, you might find it on YouTube. Uh, we, it's all over our Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and you search First Baptist Church Pflugerville, we're right there. You can see all our one minute one minute walk back videos where we take one minute to walk back and look at what the pastor preached on Sunday. Just get a back. I love back. it. I love um, it. So
4: well. We are located at the corner of uh, 10th Street and Pecan, or 1875, and we would invite you to come and join us. Worship surfers on Sunday at 9 and 11. Uh, And in the meantime, we just pray that this will be a wonderful, wonderful start for you for the new year, because Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And we want to help you here at KTXW to come to know that in this coming year. Thank you, Tom, for being with us. Thank, Thank you, Daniel. you hey, had a great been a time today. a pleasure
5: co-hosting with you today.
4: <laughs> I learned to say your name. My name is Davison, D-A-V-I-S-O-N. Davison. So yeah. Okay, so it's not a little Davis. different from Davis. Okay. But uh, we would say to you, you can get in touch with us on the love line at 512-249-6535. Or at www.lovetalknetwork.com. In the meantime, we pray God bless you and have a happy, joyful New Year.